Hey folks, welcome to Free Press Sports with Carlson. Sean, it's uh, a Lions podcast these days. And unfortunately, Carlos, I did not get to record with you after the game. That was Monday night, right? I think it was Monday night slash Tuesday morning, yes. Yeah, it was it was late. So so we'll make it up here at our regularly slotted podcast. And we can just talk about our two columns. So they held mine, but uh, our columns said the opposite thing. So let, let, let's Good. let's have fun. You got into, you know, the, not making a move before the deadline other than Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, a receiver from Cleveland. Which is really not by a way, move, but yeah. yeah. By way of Cast Tech and, and Michigan University of Michigan. Local, local young fella coming home, I guess. But uh, you you argued in your column that you know could hurt the team down the road, especially in the playoffs. And I argued that if this is the if this is the group that you have faith in, if you say okay, these guys have turned this team around in a couple of years and got them playoff worthy, then then have a little faith in what they're doing and what they see and their reasons behind it. Not that they shared all their reasonings; they just talk about a plan, a plan, a plan. But in any case, let's let, let's hear it. What, let's let's hear why you decided to choose with all the talk radio fans out there, and wanted a piece of their piece of their hide for not making a move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's. I think it was Dave Burkett who asked a really great question after the game when Campbell talked and said, "Do you, when you consider making moves at the you know for trades, do you consider what your competitors are doing? Your your closest competitors in this race, right?" And Campbell said, no, not, not really. You know, like he wasn't completely <clears throat> convincing, I think. Like he didn't have a, I don't think he had a ton of conviction behind what he was saying, but said, no, it's about us and whatever, which is kind of right. You, you shouldn't look at the Joneses too much, but, but when, you're in, when it's this tight, when you're the number two seed in the NFC, and the Eagles are making moves and, you know, all the other teams around you are making moves who are, who are vying for that top seed in the playoffs and getting a bye and getting home, home, home field advantage to the playoffs. You have to consider that. You have to think about what are other teams doing. It's an arms race, right? And the Lions are a very good team. They don't have a lot of stars. And I think that's not, not only do they not have a lot of stars, but there's also and no team is perfect. And you have to consider your deficiencies. Every team has them. And that's the little difference, though, I think, to me, is being able to say, we're very good, but we can be better. You can always be better. And the Lions will sell it, which I'm sure you bought hook, line, and sinker, you know, go team, rah, rah, you know, one pride, you know, going down, the, marching down the field and all that. But they want to sell it as, listen, it's about team chemistry. It's about the right fit and the right price and whatever. I mean, all these guys that people are getting, the Chase Youngs out there, the Montez Sweats, and, you know, they were they're giving up second rounders, third rounders. You know, I mean, that's not an arm and a leg. You're not, and, and I don't know, did, did they want two first round picks for Jerry Judy or, I, I don't know. You know, that that's what you don't know is what the price was. Was it outlandish for some other uh, players, Brian Burns, supposedly, you know, with Carolina, supposedly they turned down two first round picks or they were asking for two first round picks and that, you know, so we don't ever really, that never really comes to light. It's hard. Maybe it'll leak out here and there, but I think you need to, you need to give yourself the absolute best chance. And 
let's bring, let's let's just remember the other side of this. And even though Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes have a ton of equity, have rightly so, they built it up with the team and the fans, <clears throat> and even the media. You have to sometimes think about making the choices that are defendable. And if you say, "Hey, we went out and got," you know, whoever, we gave up a second round pick for this defensive lineman or whatever you need, or as a, a, a you know secondary player of cornerback or whatever. If it doesn't work out, you can say, hey, we put our best foot forward. We did what we could as much as we could to make to improve this team for this run. And as Dave Riquetta said before, and I agree with him, you never know how, how long that window of winning is going to be open. So I think they could have done more. They should have done more. I don't think anybody would have cared Hell, if you'd given up a first round pick for some, you know, for Burns or whatever, I don't think people would have cared if you give up a second round pick for sure. And there's always the part to team chemistry that probably, that, who knows? We don't know what these players are like. Only they can really answer that. So they should have done more. They could have put, given themselves the absolute best chance to have a difference maker in one of their areas of deficiencies and they just didn't do it, you know? And I think everybody's disappointed. Most people are disappointed with that. All right, let me ask you this. Why do you think they didn't do it? Why didn't they? I I think, I mean, this is just me completely speculating, is that their Brad Holmes is thinking, I'm building a dynasty that will last a thousand years, so I'm not going to give up my, I'm not going to give up a, a second round pick or a first round pick or a, or a second and a third, whatever they wanted for certain players, you know, I just think he didn't want to do that. Didn't want to, he wanted to hold on to his picks and build for the future. That's my guess. I mean, there's nothing else out there that, I mean, there's, to me, it's also, it's hard to believe that you can know everything about every player out there, that this guy doesn't quite fit our locker room or this guy doesn't fit this or this guy. I mean, to me, unless you're talking about a Ray Rice type player or maybe even an Indomitian Sioux, you know, kind of a guy who's all about me or whatever, a potentially toxic player. I don't think there are that many toxic players out there. I think that you should be able to to make a trade and find somebody who can help you for the short term for 10 games, you know, and then into the playoffs. So that's my speculation is just that I think he wanted to he doesn't want to give up too much of the of the future of his draft capital. That's my guess. Just a guess. Do you think that they think they're a Super Bowl winning team right now? I mean, I think that they believe that they can get to the Super Bowl and possibly win it. Yeah, I think they believe that. But it's the difference between it's the difference in believing that you have a good team, that you have you have a capable team, and the difference between knowing you have a team that, that people are expecting expecting you to get there you're that you're the chiefs or you're the eagles you know someone like that i mean if it, it, the the difference between that because there's i think there's probably like five teams in each conference who believe they can they're going to get to the super bowl this year that they can do it and that's probably true but and the lions are in that category we can get there but they haven't been there they've never been there so this and that's the one thing with the with football is sometimes the you know the their memory is either short or they don't have it because even as though they've played the, you know Campbell's been a player for the team and whatever 
they all think that kind of, you know, the lions were invented when they arrived, you know, when Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes, that's when the lions really began, you know, their, their time in the NFL, the history doesn't matter or whatever. But I think history does matter a lot of times when you don't have playoff success, when you haven't done it with this group, you haven't, you haven't been to the playoffs, you haven't won a playoff game, you haven't, you haven't had to play off game, had to play a playoff game on the road with these players, with these coaches that matters. So teams can do it. Teams can get there, but they they lack that experience. So you need to do. I, to me, you need to do as much as you can to help yourself get there. Don't give yourself excuses. Don't you know injuries are going to happen. You just you just can't think that. Yeah, I feel good about our guys. And I think if they were maybe if they were steamrolling teams, if they were destroying teams if they had you know if they hadn't just collapsed in baltimore against a pretty good ravens team a kind of a playoff caliber team they just got crushed you know that's that's the difference to me that's the thing you're gonna you're gonna play a team like the ravens you're gonna maybe have to go on the road and play a team like the ravens you just got your teeth kicked in two weeks ago you know, so you're feeling great about yourself right now. You know, I don't think so. Like that, that to me is you're still not quite there. No, the, the, I, I agree. They're not. And I think they know they're not. And here's another question. Do they beat the Ravens with Montez Sweat? Probably not. Not one player can't do everything. That's not a, it's not a salvation, but it probably would have helped. You know, it's hard to quantify that. You know, how much does one player, sometimes you see one player take over a game and certainly if Sweat or Chase Young or something like that could have gotten to Lamar Jackson, that changes things. I mean, as you know, the calculus of NFL is very hard to to figure out of how one player does something and affects the whole different, you know, dynamic of the game. But yeah, I mean, that's why defensive linemen, edge rushers and rushers are, are so valuable because they impact the game, you know, disproportionately the way that a good quarterback affects it on the other side. So, but I think that having him, having a, a, an elite, adding an elite edge rusher, you know, definitely would have been a, a big deal. Or also the secondary, you know, you, you, you gotta, you gotta figure that too is right now, you know, you're a, you're a Jerry Judy injury away from, or I'm a Jerry Judy or Jacobs injury away from, from having a lot of troubles and putting Will, Will Harris out there. So that's, that's what's worrisome. You still got, what are they? There are eight games. They got nine games left. Got a long way to go to stay healthy and that's the one thing with the lions is they have pretty good middle mid-level you know talent a, a little bit above probably middle-level talent they don't have a they don't have a ton of depth and they don't have a lot of elite players you know you look at the really good teams that are gonna make you know the super bowl or expected to go deep and then you know they have pretty much a pro bowler almost at every level position group or whatever i mean it's close to it so some all pros I and mean, that's where the lions are not their talent wise i think they're not that far off but that's where like hey this is your chance this is your one chance right here boom go get a player go get a proven veteran productive guy who can make a difference for you somewhere i wouldn't have cared where sean honestly i was saying receiver the other day because after the last two games linemen defensive back you know somewhere position of need that that would have been enough just to show people like hey we're doing whatever we can this is this is what we could do so you think you think they're one player away from uh, what a Super Bowl run? I think there. I think there's one player. Yeah, one guy could make a difference. 
they're they're that good. They're good enough that you can say one player could make that difference. <clears throat> because if you have Chase Young and uh, Aiden Hutchinson's a little banged up, you know, he helps pick up the slack in that game. If you have both of them, that's a fearsome pass rush that the other that's going to mess with the other team, you know. So I think that's when you come to this point. Yeah, I think you're right now. It's kind of weird to say it, isn't it? But the Lions are, I think they're one player away. Yeah, I don't I don't think they're an edge rusher away from a Super Bowl run, especially those two guys are both good players, but Chase Young has played half the time he's been in the league. So yeah, he's that's had a, injury issues, yeah. Yeah, no, so that's a big I'm not gamble. saying it was Chase Young. I'm saying and he's a, and someone, he's a little, someone else. Yeah, he's a little undersized. You know, when the when the 49ers played the Eagles last year in the NFC title game, they had the is one of the best couple defenses in the league. I'm talking about the 49ers and the great defensive line and probably arguably the best defensive lineman in Bosa. But he was going up against a good offensive tackle and he didn't do a whole lot, right? So no, I get it. The defensive defensive There's no guarantee. Are, There's no guarantee. You will are, never get a guarantee. Are, you could add defensive Tom Brady, linemen are not gonna win a Super yeah, Bowl necessarily. No, for sure. Defensive linemen are really important. But it's so much. It's it's amazing how often it's matchup dependent too. Even the best defensive lineman against a really good tackle might get to the quarterback tw- once in a, in a game. You know, does, does, it's does, also does, pressure. Does that, does that there is no you can you can force a quarterback to to make quick throws. But but to me, you you look at the amount of teams that made moves before the deadline, and there weren't I don't know, maybe a third of the league. And God, did any of the top contenders make much of a move in the in the AFC? I don't know that they did. The NFC, for whatever reason, it was the NFC, and I think it's specific, you know. And there are reasons why those teams did it, and those the teams that did it, especially Philly and San Francisco, were in the, either the Super Bowl or the NFC title game. Seattle made a move; they were in the playoffs, and they need help defensively, obviously. But yeah, it just it just comes down. I, I want to ask you a question about philosophy and how you build a team and and why so many owners, general managers, even coaches that are involved in personnel stuff when they're sort of a grouping at the top of organization, why they do make decisions like they did, like the Lions did before the deadline, because it's fairly common, right? I mean, it's common in our town. The, the wings are building that way. Troy Weaver's building that way a little bit. Even Scott Harris has come in and didn't want to immediately start, right? He, he wanted to be patient. So I, I want to get your philosophy on why sports teams do this when we come back after this uh, quick break. Sound good? Sounds great. Put your put your thinking cap on. We'll be right back with more Free Press Sports with Carlson Shaw. Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlson Sean. All right. I hope you use that time in a very time away from our listeners here in a very productive manner. <laughs> I was looking for my thinking cap on and it's, and, it's and getting cold this, now, so uh, I could use it. But I don't know if I have this, one, <laughs> You know, look, I, I get it. Sometimes teams don't think themselves in there. All general managers, front offices are not created equal, et cetera, et cetera. But, but sometimes, you know, you, you, you see the patience. And when to me, when a team is showing that they are building something, and then it, and then there's an opportunity or a trade deadline comes up or whatever, an off season comes up, and they don't do as much in the off season as maybe a fan base wants, you know. Then all of a sudden you're willing to walk away. It was funny to me how 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 angry, you know, downright angry as part of the Lions fan base was 
when the deadline hit, there were no moves made. It's like, okay, and, and like, well, Brad Holmes doesn't know what he's doing. So a week earlier, well, the Baltimore loss happened a week earlier, right? But for most of this season, this fan base has been, been uh, just pinching itself because they thought the lines would be good. But it's one thing to think it and then to actually have it happen. So, but, the, but all of a sudden, though, you get a little success and you think, okay, we can, we can have even more. We can go even more. And you, you, you know, you, you, no pun intended, but you move the goalposts all the time. Fans do all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. So what was before the season? Uh, oh God, a division title and maybe a home playoff game. That would be great. We're building. And then we go from there. Well, that all went out the window this week with the trade deadline when all of a sudden the <laughs> Lions didn't go get Chase Young or Montez Sweat, who are supposed to be saviors. Montez Sweat, by the way, another great player, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't know anything about Montez Sweat other than Mark D'Antonio wasn't too keen on having him in East Lansing back when the Spartans were rolling. That, but that, but you know, but you can change a lot from the time you're 20 to 27 or however old he is, 28. But uh, in any case, why, why do you think that? Because you you've subtly poked at Steve Eiserman. You haven't you haven't at Scott Harris yet. He hadn't been here long enough. But why does that why does that frustrate you that these people that know a whole lot more about team building sports than we do? want to take their time because because they're the lack of urgency i think you know bothers me in any in any in any walk of life there's time for urgency and there's time for building something a little more slowly the scott harris thing to me the tigers are different they're in a different category in baseball because they're changing a whole philosophy of how they pitch and hit and that takes time and baseball's a more gradual sport, kind of like hockey a little bit, where you draft a guy and maybe we'll see you in three years, you know? So th- to, to me, that's a little bit different. But the Iserman thing, and that, that's a great example, Sean, because, you know, the Alex Dabrinkit signing was absolutely what this team needed. It needed somebody like that. Some proven veteran, productive guy, borderline star to really inject something into that and talent matters i mean i know that you were you know you've been a youth basketball coach and stuff and i know that you think it's all about coaching and that coaching can do it all and no, you get the right not. mix of guys and chemistry and all this talent great no you gotta have you know, talent. The, yeah the smart coach who has the game plan he can make the whole difference and you love dan campbell and you think of himself you know probably like you a little bit but but it's not that it's 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 you know it's about it's about the players. It's about the talent. And it's really hard to trump talent. You know, I'm watching the World Series. And, you know, that's baseball for you, Sean. But it's World Series and the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. And I've been pulling for the Diamondbacks. Yes, they limited my Dodgers. But I've been pulling them because they're plucky. You know, they were a wild card team. And they had to go to Philly and all this stuff. And they were down. And and they, I was, I'm rooting for them. And, well, the Rangers have more talent. <laughs> you know, they won their division. And they just destroyed them the other night you know when we're recording this the game 30 i think it was like 11 runs Corey seager and these guys i mean they just it's just too much i mean that's just sometimes talent i mean not sometimes talent does matter and i'm okay with putting a team together and, and having some thought to it and, and a philosophy of what you want to do totally fine totally fine but in football especially you need to get there faster you can't think and this is the problem with the matt patricia and bob quinn thing was they were going to build the Patriots. But it was going to take a long time to flush out all the players that Matt Patricia didn't like and to bring in his kind of players to turn over the roster that much and also to have those players work out. I mean, you're talking about a five, six-year plan 
And you, unless you're Bill Belichick, you're not going to get that kind of time. So that's the problem is urgency. And, and again, this is pure speculation. I mean, maybe they wanted, maybe Brad Holmes went after Jerry Judy, you know, the, the, the receiver with the Broncos. Maybe he went after Jalen Johnson, you know, the cornerback with the Bears, and they wanted, you know, five first rounders. I don't know. I don't know what the price was. I'm, I know that, I know that just pretty much like in Brad Holmes said this, you know, on Tuesday was saying that there are players out there. You all know who the names were. I'm sure you could guess whatever, you know, and you know, that just, it, it didn't work out, whatever. Uh, they, these guys in their personnel department, they, they call around, they, they check on everybody. Well, you know, it's, Hey, sometimes it's a no go. It's a interdivision trade. We're not going to, bears aren't going to do that. You know, whatever Jerry Judy, maybe Sean Payton, you know, Hey, discount for my old, my old protege, Dan Campbell. I'm going to give you, you know, just give me three first rounders for Judy, you know, whatever. You never know, right? What, what the asking price is and nobody's ever going to tell us that. But you, you need to, you need to, in a way, I respect that they're going to do it their way. They're going to stick to their guns. They're not going to overpay for a player that they don't love for whatever reason, price, fit, whatever it might be. But on the other hand, this is what you're going to, the, the price you pay for that, for not making those moves, is criticism from the media, from the fans saying you guys felt like it felt like you were sitting on your hands when you're, direct rivals and contenders, you know, in for the playoffs did something. They they were, you know, you can say, you know, they they made better better teams made moves than you did. So that's the frustration, but I think that's you know, you you just in the NFL careers are short, windows are short. All that stuff, you know, you're going to probably lose Ben Johnson. All that stuff, you know, the things change very quickly in the NFL. So I think kind of holding on to a second round draft pick so you can draft Levi on Wuzarike again, you know, like I, I just don't, I don't love it. Do something now, be in the moment. And it's not really about appeasing the fans or the media, but it's like, Hey, let's just, let's do it. Let's go all in. And th- this team is all, it's all about, you know, Dan Campbell and yeah, and grit and let's do it and hand slapping and fiving and Brad Holmes high-fiving fans after the games. It's all, you know, where was that energy and urgency for the, in the trade deadline? You know, just, whoop, nah, we're good. We're just, we're going to get a backup receiver. That'll, that should be good. You know, like it just, it felt so opposite of, like kind of what you were saying, right? All the energy, all the momentum, everything. Okay, we're all, we're, we're heading into the bye, six and two, second seed in the NFC, and then nothing happened. So that's, I think, the disappointment, right? But urgency, man, I want to see it from every team when as soon as you can show it. And that's that's in my criticism of Iserman. And I hope that the Lions, and, and, and hey, one thing I will say about Brad Holmes and the Lions is they signed Terry Bridgewater. And I think that was a great, great signing because that is definitely a key piece of insurance in case something happens to Goff, right? That wasn't something where we just hope that Jared Goff stays healthy. We're not going to take a chance here. We're not going to pin our playoff hopes on Nate Sudfeld or David Blau or whoever, right? It's going to be a proven Pro Bowl guy that we have here in case, in case we need him. And that's what you need is do as much as you can to help yourself. Yeah, I, I just, well, it's funny because I don't, I don't agree with you about Eisenman either. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe Debrinkett's been great this year. You wrote a column they, saying that they, they probably need to get Debrinkett before they signed. Yeah, no, for, for sure. No, for sure, for sure. This year, this thing about hockey, and you mentioned it, it's baseball. It's even true with football. It's just we we, we don't we we don't get lost we don't a little know. bit. 
we get lost in the sauce a little bit with football because because teams can turn around fairly quickly. And so we think that players come in and, you know, they also come in after three years of college, right? And it's a little bit different with, I mean, sometimes... That's the pros. Players, That's the minor leagues. Yeah, high, minor high school leagues. players get drafted sometimes at baseball and then they get, you know, they're hiding, hanging out in Florida for three or four years. Right. And, and you know, hockey players get drafted at 18 sometimes and they're, they're over in Sweden or wherever. And so... NFL, NFL get players or get drafted, and there are they're twenty one. So the curve is not quite as steep, but there's still a fair amount of development that that goes with uh, a lot of players. You know, the the problem is you see guys that come in after three or four years of college and are good right away and are great by their second or third year, but that's not the case for everybody. You know, Campbell harps on that all the time about not everybody develops at the same rate. But you know, get back to the wings for a second. What Eisenman did made total sense to me. He's got a bunch of young guys. He's still trying to figure out who he has. He didn't want to bring in that pop until he had a little bit better sense of what he had. And that makes sense to me. And it's similar in baseball. You got a bunch of young guys, you know, you got a chance to go get Cabrera. Okay, fine. You never turned down Miguel Cabrera. But whatever the equivalent of of Debrinkat in baseball, I can't even even think of a, a, a player off the top of my head right now. But you, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's different. You want to you want to time that up in the right way. So there, there there are a few thoughts to me. Holmes and Campbell. You talked about equity. They they've they've talked about having a plan, and they've shown that they can put a team together and build a team. You know, have they been perfect with every decision? No, they have not. No general manager is. You mentioned Levi in the second round. You know what they did? They got a rookie tight end who was a second round pick, who's not so bad either. So. You know, I don't. I, I don't know what their draft hit rate is. If you look, it's it, it's at least fifty percent, which is really high in terms of getting guys. You know, and so let's let's go back though for a sec. Do they have stars? Do they have stars? I keep hearing this question. What they no, not necessarily right now, but do they have guys on the roster that could be stars? That's the question. That's to me the more important question. They think they do, and they got to add more to that. So, what's this team? What are these young guys going to look like in a year? So you couple that with the idea that they don't think they're quite a Super Bowl team and that one player is not going to make a difference. You know, I, I don't know that. I mean, yeah, fans get frustrated sometimes with the culture thing and the fit thing. And I understand that. It does matter. Um, talent matters more. But you got to have both, clearly. I mean, I, th- I think I think fans understand that. But I just I just don't. I mean, you're assuming that if they go get Montez Sweat or Chase Young, they're going to get to the Super Bowl. That's the that's why there's anger because there's an assumption. And uh, it, I mentioned Jim Leland's uh, name from time to time. He was a wise old soul, is a wise old soul, and he used to talk about the criticism he'd get if he made a move or when he pulled a pitcher or <laughs> however he made the lineup. And he and he said, you know, I, I get it. I'm going to get criticism. That's part of the job, and I don't mind that at all. He said, but just just think about this for a second, though. You're the you're assuming that the other move would have worked. That's where a lot of the emotion comes from, the anger. And to me, and, and I take that out. As, as That's how I write a column. I take it out. And I appreciate columnists or opinion folks that want to adopt the fan person and are a lot more emotional about it. I totally understand that. And that, that's, that's cool. There's, there's a lot of ways to, to opine or give an opinion or analysis about sports. But I tend to remove that. In terms of uh, when decision making, when team building or coaching, when de- de- choices are made uh, on the field, you know, play by play or whatever, I don't think Chase Young or Montez Sweat or even Jerry Judy, who Denver fans are not happy with at all, by the way, 
He um, wanted to, yeah. He's talking about trade and Jalen Johnson are gonna, wanted to are trade gonna, and. Yeah, no, Denver fans aren't happy with him because they don't think he's been very good. Now, you could argue it's Russell Wilson and the offensive line and whatever. But but in any case, I don't think they were a player away, and especially those two guys. And they're fine. Yeah, so so you're you're balancing out, okay, if we sign, the, if we bring them in and give up a pick, it's Super Bowl or bust, right? Because you're not going to re-sign them. I don't think you'll like them enough to re-sign them and pay them. You know, that's not how you're building your team. And they're both free agents in, at the end of the at the end of the season, unrestricted. So, I think that's the calculus they made. I, I don't know. I don't have enough intel to know if it was chemistry or whatever. I just I just think when a front office starts to show you they know how to build a team, and these guys so far have, you know, they deserve the benefit of the doubt until they show you they don't, and they've not shown that yet. Yeah, they haven't also made the playoffs. So that's another thing is. You know, they they definitely have a like I said, built up a lot of equity, right? And they have put together a very good team. But the problem is that if you don't do it this year, if you don't seize the moment this year, you're not a listening. A lot to what of things saying. can change. A lot you can you're be not looking at two to, different. You're not listening to what they're saying, right? You you're not. I mean, are you? And or either that or you don't believe it. Who do they keep saying they want to be? The Steelers, Gritty the team. Ravens. No. Whatever, no, they want to be the Steelers and the Ravens. They want to be a franchise. You're, t- you're talking about a short window, whatever. These are franchise. They're trying to build a franchise where you're in. The Baltimore Ravens have what been in the playoffs for eight of the last eleven years or whatever. The Steelers have a longer stretch than that. That's what they're trying to do, so that you give your shot, you give yourself a shot every year or every other year over the span of a, a How decade. How many Steelers are there? How many Ravens are there? Are there more teams in the NFL that are not like those teams? Well, of course there are, but why wouldn't you shoot to be one of the model friends? You know, the Cowboys, I think they're more relevant because of the, the psychology that they're the Cowboys, as you actually look at their record. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're, they're not yeah. quite, they're not, they're not there, although they have had, obviously, sustained periods of success. What the 49ers are doing right now, without a quarterback, And they got Chase Young. I mean, yeah, br- I love it. Br- 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 and they got Randy no, Gregory, true. They were in the NFC title game last year. They've just lost mm-hmm. three in a row. So it's easy for them to do because they know they're good enough to be in the Super Bowl because they were a few plays, well, they were a couple of injuries away last year. Philadelphia right. was in the Super Bowl. They know they're there. So, of right. course, they're going to go out and do it. Once you get to that level, then you can keep adding and making deals at the deadline and so on. So you don't think to, they're to, at that level? To, to maintain. Not you don't quite. think that they you don't think that are super they that they're gonna make the Super Bowl this year. I mean, they could. They get the right matchups, you get turnovers, but whatever do you they think could. They're going, not could. Yeah, I could I could grow a pair of wings and fly. No, away. I don't think they're gonna the, I mean they could maybe, but I no, I don't do think you think they do will it. or not. Do you think they're a Super Bowl team right now? No. Right now. I don't. I don't. They played three good teams this oh, year. You have no faith in draft and Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. I no, I think they're a, I think they're a playoff team, but there's a difference between being a playoff team and being a Super Bowl team. And I and I get it sometimes that difference isn't as much in some years, right? Where the Super Bowl champ is not a whole lot better than most of the other teams in the playoffs. Sometimes it's like that. Absolutely in the NFL. And you know, right? It's it's often like that in hockey and baseball. The, you know, the best team, I mean, Florida last year in the NHL, whatever. It, it, that happens. I get that. But no, I don't think, I don't think as it stands right now, they're a, a, a so betting you can't, super, you're saying, a super Bowl don't, team. You, don't, you shouldn't make these kind of moves unless you've been to the Super Bowl, unless you can prove that you have that kind of level no, of competency and, you, and track record. You, I'm saying they understand what they have and who they are, and they know a lot better than we do. That's what I'm saying. And they have shown that they can build a team. You know, they're on their way. 
to me. Mm-hmm. So until right. the, this year, when they get to the NFC title, then next year they can make it a more aggressive move in the in the trade deadline. Is that what you're saying? More they might less. be a little bit more aggressive, maybe. I mean, it's but this but is maybe, not, but, I mean, I don't know, maybe not. All I know is that they're trying to build something that lasts, and that's more important to them. And you know, you either with that or you're not. And I I, I happen to think that's a pretty good thing to shoot for. Yeah, I'm, you know, not, I'm not talking about trading your franchise, your your all your draft picks for Ricky Williams or or Mitch Trubisky or anything like that. I'm not. That's what I'm talking. I'm not talking about sending a second round pick, you know, or or a second yeah, for an incons- or, for an inconsistent receiver who's got a big name or yeah. an injury prone defensive end or another defensive yeah. end who's good but has had some issues, right? Just mm-hmm. in terms of that's yeah. what you're doing. No, no, it's not or a really it's not good cornerback. From the Bears or whatever. I mean, you have no idea what the Bears wanted, right? You have no idea what they wanted, or what the Vikings may have wanted for their defensive end. No, but you don't know that. You you, you, you can't. It's easy for us to say. It's like playing John Madden on a video, you know, as opposed to going out and playing real football. It's easy to sit there. Well, they should have done that. You don't know that. There are thirty-two teams out there. Yeah, I think playing football, real football, is easier than playing Madden. But anyway, that. But that's. The thing is, with the draft picks, I look at draft picks as kind of like uh, a little bit like timeouts. Of There's always ways to stop the clock. You don't have to just add three timeouts. That's all we have. Let's save them like they're gold nuggets. You know, like there's always a way to get more draft picks. I mean, like talking about a first round draft pick is like, oh, my God, like, how could you ever get rid of that? You know, how much is Jack Campbell doing for you right now? You know, like. It, it, look, you never know that's what the these point. guys are going to be. That's the that, no, but that's yeah, the point. They're going to have they're going to have they're going to have a low draft pick. By the way, they're going to be picking somewhere in the late twenties, probably. So yeah, like, how they much found is that a lot of their best. You? Well, I don't know. They found some awfully good players in the second and third rounds. And but it's all Jack, a crapshoot. Jap Campbell, it, of course it is. But they've they've done it better than most the last couple of years. I mean, and even then, he's still with. Jack Campbell's a great example. Yeah, exactly. What's he going to be like in a year from now? Right. You know Hopefully what I mean? Much you better. mentioned you mentioned in your column the playoffs. Well, okay, how much better Chase Young and Montez Sweat than what if James Houston comes back, which they think he will, and he's in the playoffs? How much better are those two guys than Houston was a year? If Houston is like he was a year ago, what's the production difference? There isn't any. If if he comes back and yeah. if he's productive, so if Chase Young stays, if Chase one Young year stays a one healthy, year size, they're sample. banking on that. They're banking on the fact that they got a Pro Bowl level safety. Who could come back, right? They're not going to get their cornerback back. Mosley's out, but that's the thing, you know. Not only that, they've got a couple of linemen. Who knows if the offensive linemen are going to get healthy? But that's what they're banking on. They got they got two difference makers that could be back for the playoffs. I mean, that's. I was surprised I didn't hear more about that, and I didn't mention that in my. I, I actually I didn't mention their names in the column that I wrote yesterday that i'll i'll say was i'll, I'll pull a carl sign here and say that was buried for you but no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i think I'm just they, kidding. They, they got mixed up sean they switched no no, no. i'm just kidding i just meant no but i did sean i did make that up. i did make that point that they they believe in their that, you know that guys are going to come back from injuries and there's still going to be development we saw and i didn't even write about this gonna write about this at some point what jameer gibbs the other day did against the ravens and he started to show a little bit of that against excuse me against the raiders he started to show that against Baltimore the week before. That's what they're banking on. That's what they're banking on. It's not some chemistry. I mean, on yes, Jameer they, Gibbs to play defensive? No, 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 no. That, no, what he represents. That's what they're banking on. You And you can either buy into it or not. It's it's fine. It's whatever. It's your, it's your choice. 
It's okay. Blisters. Okay, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, sure. they ha- they, they got a rookie. Whatever. On... But who did they have before that? They got David Montgomery. They were like hoping that the rookie is going to save them. That was a smart move. Let's have a, a a veteran, a proven veteran, and then let's add some rookie, yes. some young talent in the there. Off season in the off season when you have a lot more time to go out and figure it out. And there's, you know, you can, you, you know, what teams are going to want this, and other teams, and you can kind of shop around and figure all that out. And when the whole of free agents are available, right, and not just folks that are disgruntled or whatever. I mean, it's it's different. It, the off season's a much better time to build the meat and uh, sign free agents or even of make it trades. Is, but right now, you're in, you're in it, you're in it. You've gotten here. You've done all the work. You've done the draft. You've and you're you've assuming there's agency. a fantasy you're there, out and there. then you're not going to do anything. You, but you're, you're assuming there's rounder. a. You're assuming there's a panacea out there. I'm going to trust the guys that know a hell of a lot more about football. Let's not forget I mean, this. That, Let, that not... have shown that have shown they deserve that until they don't. And when they don't, then fine. Rip them so when they, So what is it they don't? If they don't get to the NFC title game? If they don't make say, the playoffs this year, for example. All they have to do is make the playoffs. They make the playoffs and then they lose to the Vikings. Yes, because that was the be goal. Like, oh, no, no, they yes. made the playoffs. It worked yes. out. They didn't need Montez yes. Sweat or Chase Because Young. that's the goal. Don't get confused by their record. The they goal is not to teams. make the playoffs. They've the goal is to win the good divisions. Teams. The, way, the goal and, is to win the division and, and host get a home playoff the, and game and win it, by the way. Win a home playoff game. That's the goal. Mm, that, I, I've heard all along to, to get to that home playoff game, but don't let the 6-2 no. record fool you. They played three good teams. They've lost to two of them and beat another one by a point who were without their second and third best players. That's the thing. It's easy. It, I do That's not. exactly look. the point is they, right. they lost to that two is not good a, playoff teams. So you're not, not. You need help. You need help. This is how. Well, you Well, of get course it. they do. They're building a team. They're not. You. You're not. They're not going to turn themselves into a Super Bowl team with Montez Sweat or Chase Young because you're not going to get both of them. They're not. They're not one player away. You know, they got two guys that are really good players. They're hoping to get back by the time they get to the playoffs. They're banking on yeah. themselves. They got a plan. They're trying to build something out here. You either believe in it or you don't. You believe that they know what they've got, and they believe in what they got. Jameer Gibbs is a good example of that. You know, I don't know if they'll have other guys that'll that'll hit, you know. Will Jack Campbell come along at some point? They think he Not will. This year. I don't know. If, who knows? You never know. You know? Gar- right? so, so, so look at it this way, right? You went out in free agency, you made some moves, and then you got injuries, right? C.J. Gardner-Johnson gets hurt. Emmanuel Mosley gets hurt. Here's your chance to make up for that. Here's your chance to say, hey, hey, we had a plan, but these guys got hurt. So let's add to that. Let's go get a really good, you know, player in the secondary. You know, let's do that. You know, defensive back. Let's let's make up for that loss. And they haven't. How much? How much more is uh, Brian Branch gonna gonna get better? Right? You know. I mean, yeah, they're going to get C.J. Gardner. They'll get C.J. No, no, no. Cam but they Sutton, got, if, they, Cam Sutton, if Cam Sutton and, and or and or or Jerry Jacobs gets hurt, they're in trouble. You know, you need two well, good any outside team, quarterbacks. Any team, any team that loses, it's. I remember, I remember one year when the Jets were were rolling and they had who was their great cornerback? He was the best cornerback in the league for a while, and they lost him. He ended up going Darrell to the Patriots Revis. and won Darrell a Revis. Yeah, yeah, won a Super Bowl with him. He got hurt one year, and that that was it. You right? so the Jet, you you don't you don't just go find another guy. If they lose both those cornerbacks, then they're that's a huge issue. You can't fix that at the trade then. They're not just good, good quality. I'm not saying those guys are pro bowlers or not, but Sutton and Judy, or Sutton and Judy, uh, Jacobs have shown that they're nice, solid players. Good players. Good. You can't just go right. find those guys like that. Did you look at the teams that traded and how many there were, how few there were? 
right? Yeah, those I mean, guys that's don't the other shake. thing. Fans act like moves. There, there were moves all over the place. Oh, I want to go get this cornerback. I'm going to go. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, but when when you have Jalen Jennings in Chicago saying he wants a trade, you know, like you're already halfway there. What do you need to do? We don't know Aria, what the price Aria, was. You have no idea what they want. You know, but the Bills, the Bills got Russell Douglas, you know, third round pick for that guy. So, you know, that's you, you need to do something, you know. Yeah, the Bills all, again who the Bills again who have been in the playoffs and had their right. their their couple of years further along. So it makes more sense for them to do that. All these teams so, that did so that by your have, by your logic, if along. you don't make the playoffs, then you never have to do this. So you keep saying, "No, oh, we're still not don't. there. They're still not there. You don't have to." No, have you any don't. Urges. It's it's why it gets back to Iserman. No, I completely agree with that. That's not how you build. Not if you want something lasting. I completely agree with the people that know a whole lot more about this than we do. The successful people. Yeah, but sometimes, and not sometimes, a lot of times, most of these executives are very conservative because they don't want to give up their. Their capital, right? For something that's un- no, it's, unknown it's, sometimes. No, well, for it, sure. It's but risky. They, They're usually risk averse. No, Most of these people are risk averse, Sean. That's you know not that. true. They'll tell No, that's not true. They will take a gamble when they're ready to take a gamble. They'll take a chance, right? But they usually they don't. They usually don't. You no, don't see but they, a lot of huge they signings. Do. They do both. They do both. They, they build, they have their ways, they want to be patient, and then when they're ready to take a risk, they do. That's how they get in, you know, right? I mean, the good ones, the good ones. The funny thing the, is you guys. think about you think about the trades and all that stuff, right? And I don't remember what the trade was for, for Miguel Cabrera. The problem is the bad trades, you know, or the bad signings, the Javier Baez's, those are the ones that stick with you more. <laughs> you know, the, 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 ter- the terrible ones that you got to live with for a long time. I remember I think that them. changes that changes the calculus for a lot of these guys as well. Oh my goodness. Are we gonna take a chance? You know, Dombrowski, it's funny, I remember when he was rolling with the Tigers. I, I used to have you know, how many, you know how many emails I used to get often from the same group of really frustrated people because they couldn't win the World Series, right? And they just they were all over Dombrowski. I would get these these tirades over and over and over every single season. And you'd go back and you'd look at Dombrowski's record. And the moves that he made. Now, obviously, he won what a World Series in Florida. He won a World Series in Boston. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, and he couldn't quite get it done here. But the list of moves he made. I mean, and he and he made some moves that didn't work out. But the moves that did, he went and got Max Scherzer off your beloved oh, yeah. Diamondbacks. Whatever. There was just Doug Fister out of Seattle. There was just move after move. Dombrowski was different. Move. And even your boy, but Holland. the fan, but the fan base got to the point where they couldn't. It was, it was a love hate, you know. And then toward the end, because you know, they complained about the bullpen or the farm system or whatever, like you're supposed to be perfect. But it was all because they couldn't quite win. Now, if the Lions start showing they get to the playoffs and they, but they can't get over the hump, they don't have enough. Whatever, who knows? I don't know if it's, whether it's Jared Goff or whatever. But yeah, then then fine, then you'll see that. But sometimes I don't know. Sometimes you don't understand what you have when you have it, right? As as, as a fan base, but I, I'm I don't I'm not with you at all. I think these guys are willing to take chances. They just it's got to be the right one. So until until the Lions show they don't know what they're doing, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. You you want to get in there and run thing yourself? That's okay. There are different <laughs> ways. There are different ways to do this. All right, let's take a quick break and come back with more free press sports with Carl Sean and Carl's favorite thing.
Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlson Sean. What's your favorite thing, Carlson? It's that time of the show. It's the end of the show. You're going to yeah, send it off. You're going to send us off with a little bouquet, a lovely bouquet. <laughs> yeah, my favorite thing was pretty simple. It was Halloween, and we recently moved, and so it was our first Halloween on a, in a new neighborhood and new kids and all that. And it was it, we weren't sure. We'd ask the neighbors, "What's it like around here? What's it you know?" And it was kind of like, well, sometimes you get a lot. And sometimes some years it's been pretty quiet. And so we really weren't sure what to expect. What to expect. And there's always that fine balance, Sean, of buying not too much candy so that there's not too much left over and you don't put on five pounds. So it was like a, it's a tricky line to walk. But it was cold. As we all know, in Michigan, it was really cold. It snowed a little bit <laughs> right before the, the kids came. But we got a really nice, steady steady run of kids coming and and I told you I think before the show that one of them showed up a little little cute boy six years old or so dressed up as Steph Curry it was really cute and so it was really nice to see I was watching the World Series and answering the door so it was it was a nice pleasant reminder that hopefully we will have more trick-or-treaters and it used to be when I was it was never my favorite favorite or holiday as a kid because when I was really young I felt like this is weird I'm going begging for candy and I was very shy so it, it it bothered me to do that but then later as I got a little bit older like oh no this is kind of fun and I look forward to the to the to the dressing up and picking up the costumes but it's nice to see that the kids are doing that now even though our kids aren't home anymore and they don't do that it's cool to to have the kids and see the neighbors a little bit and on a chilly night we got a pretty good pretty good traffic so really enjoyed it that was my favorite thing no, that's that's great. We didn't get many trick-or-treaters. Mine, well, the thing I enjoyed the most, I shouldn't say the most, there's lots of things, but but I made a lasagna over the weekend, I want to say. Is that what you gave out at trick-or-treat? Or did you yeah, give out little pieces the, of home-baked lasagna and the, told them how you the, made it and everything? The, yeah, the Lions, uh, as you know, didn't play Sunday, so I, maybe I made it Sunday. Maybe I, can't, maybe I made it Saturday. I can't remember. In any case, what I enjoyed about it in particular is the last time I made it, it just, it wasn't nearly as good. I was at a different store and got, I made a few concessions and cuts in some of the ingredients and thought, ah, you know, I'll save a little bit of money and I'm here. I didn't feel like going to the other place where I know I could get the, you know, certain kind of noodle and cheese and so on and so forth. And, and I learned, it's not that I learned it because I know this, but I was reminded of a valuable lesson. You know, the trade, I don't even know if the trade got finished it might have but it just it's talent like, matters yes it, you know it just it's it sat there a little bit it just wasn't it, it wasn't worth it the seven or eight bucks i saved on ingredients mm-hmm. wasn't worth it because it didn't get eaten and you know it's usually when i make a lasagna and i feed other people and i pass it around and, and i love doing that and you know or the kids come over and 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 take some to go and that sort of thing so that was one part, the, the one part of it. The second part was the previous time I made it, before I sort of skimped, it was too salty and I just didn't have my touch. So I had a little bit of PTSD going in. I thought, I'm going to, the last two times it's not worked out for various reasons. Let me see if I can do this again. I didn't want to give up, Carlos. And, and I made it and it was, it was like I'd made it the first few times. When I, yeah, it was as good as ever. It was delicious. In fact, it's a really simple thing. But I put a little extra TLC and I just tried to feel as I was doing it. 
and and focus in a way. Sometimes I think I can't focus anymore. So that so that was my favorite thing to realize that I could still cook a little. That's that's yeah. you know as you get age you as you age a little bit sometimes you you wonder can you do the things you used to be able to do. So that was my. Can favorite. you tell Brad Holmes that? Can you tell him say hey I made this delicious lasagna bread. Give him a slice too by the way and tell him. But you know what? Really good ingredients matter. You can, all ingredients are not created equal. You have to spend a little more sometimes, but it's yeah. Worth but it. the reason, but the reason it didn't turn out the prior week before that with the ingredients was because of the way I, you know, executed it. I didn't execute it very well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's so both matter. <laughs> yeah, By the way, I the love ingre- lasagna. Yeah. Is one of my all time favorite dishes. Except that, as you know, I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't really eat it anymore unless it's at a very high cost intestinally for me. So until they make lactose-free ricotta cheese or whatever, it's going to be it's going to be a long time for me. But I'm, I'm sorry, I can. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll be I'm on the lookout today. for you. I'll be on the lookout yeah. for you. I don't. Yeah. I only make it a couple times a year. It's not a cheap dish to make, although it goes a long way, right? So you, if you get a couple dinners out of it, you're good. And you don't need sure. that much. It's like, it, it, it does go no, long because it's so heavy. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is. So, all right, well, good to see you, Carlos. Thanks, you know, thanks for everything. You know what I mean by that. By and, the way, um, our, uh, I have to interrupt you. Our producer, Raman Shan, I think he wants extra credit this week, but he says you can use tofu to replace ricotta. I'm going to defer sure to you, can. Sean. Can you? Yeah, no, you, you can. Yeah, it'd be close. Yeah, because okay. ricotta, like tofu, doesn't have a lot of flavor. Yeah, and especially if you get the right kind of rica- right kind of tofu. Season can, well and add basil. He says, <laughs> yeah. "We need a we need a top chef like a like a chef challenge between uh, Chef Robin and Chef Sean. This would be this." No, we no, do I'm it. no, I'm no chef. I'm no chef. <laughs> well, the thing about the tofu and the lasagna would be fine because you, you, if you if you made a good tomato sauce, then you're okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> You know Robin I mean? says he'd like to he'll he'll learn from the from Sean, No, I I just teach myself and learn from other people. So I don't You're impressed. Hey, hey, I've been to your house. I've been I watched you do your your stuff, man. You're impressive. I mean, you you definitely you were a pro, man, and it shows like you you know your no, way around no, the kitchen. I was a shorter cook. I was a shorter Dude, that's the hardest cook. job. Yeah, no, I used to be quicker when I was younger, for sure. But yeah, all right, cool. let's let's let the listeners go and let's get out of here. Thank we want to thank y'all for listening. First and first and foremost, we want to thank Robin Chan, the the tofu guy, the, the, <laughs> chef the Robin. cook, the, the sh- chef Robin, who makes this po- who produces the podcast, who makes this podcast possible. I wish we could just stop with Robin. To be honest with you, he's the one. You know, I mean, we got to thank all these other people. That's fine. Anjanette just pounded the table right now. Hearing he, that, he goes on the masthead, I guess. So yeah, Anjanette Delgado, Kirkley Crawford, they all help produce this show. Who else? Am I missing somebody else? Some person, Nicole, something or other. Oh Nicole, yeah, 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 Avery yeah. Nichols. Oh my God, she she double fisted pounded the she the did. table she right did. now. Let's let's thank them again. Thank y'all for joining us. You can obviously find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. Subscribe, rate us when you get there. You know, hit the hit the like button if there is one, or the dislike button. I don't know. Just just do just do something. Have a little emotion. Have some passion, like our guy Carlos here. Anything else, Carlos? No. Until next week, we'll we'll talk to you soon. All righty. Until next week, can I parrot you? We'll talk to you guys soon.